Welcome back to Hockey Prospect Radio. Here's Shane Malloy and Brad Allen. It's Hockey Prospect Radio brought to you by Fractal Hockey Consulting. Through an integrated series of best business practices, they design solutions for hockey operations and hockey business operations. We're now going to talk about the San Jose Sharks prospects with Todd Marchant, the Director of Player Development. Todd, thanks for coming on the show again. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Let's uh, chat about your first round pick. Well, your first round picks uh, from last year. We haven't got really a, a chance to chat with you, but your thoughts about we'll start off with Will Smith, who's at Boston College. I know you're going to get a chance to see him play again and not terribly surprised from my end how quickly his transition was going to be. I think particularly offensively from that standpoint, because he's such a dynamic offensive player and hockey sense. And I know it's it's always a challenge for kids coming out of junior to, or or high school to make that jump into college hockey. But I think from an offensive standpoint, I think it's been pretty seamless for him. And it certainly doesn't help that you got your two buddies with you too. I mean, you couldn't have better continuity from that standpoint. And how much do you think that's helped him? And in any way, is that a detriment in terms of, because at some point they're going to have to get split up. They're going to have to go their separate ways unless you can convince Mike to trade for the other two guys. I think when you're talking about players with uh, the calibers of a, of a Will Smith and the high-end talent, the transitions um, are become a little bit less difficult. I mean, hit, you mentioned his hockey sense is off the charts. And when you're a smart hockey player, you're going to be able to navigate uh, your way around the rink. And then you add the familiarity with Leonard and Perot, two players that he played with at the U.S. National Development Team. Um, it just makes this the, the transition that much easier. And I, I give I give Coach Brown a lot of credit uh, early in the season. He he protected those guys a little bit, um, didn't put them out in a lot of tough situations in the defensive zone, um, specifically early. And then when it came time for the power play, he just let them go. It's like let I'm going to let you guys do what you do best and. You know, I saw Will uh, against Michigan State uh, on a Thursday night uh, last month, and that it, it was out, it was outstanding. I mean, it was like he could have he had three points in the game, and I told him after the game, I think he could have had eight, and that's not being that's not exaggerating. I mean, they, he had Gabe Perot had two tap in backdoor passes from Will that he just missed. He healed one, and the other one just went off the toe. And, you know, and, and you can just, when you talk to these players, the players of this caliber, they, they get it. They understand. I mean, they, they, they know what they need to work on. It's just, we're just there to help in that process. When you look at his development, how do you find he's transitioning off the puck? There was, I'd say, arguably from a scouting perspective, that was kind of, that was kind of his shortcoming last year. Obviously, incredible dynamic talent, so much offensive ability. But there were times where, although he could pickpocket players from behind and back check successfully, his positional awareness and his ability to understand exactly how to support his defense was kind of hit and miss. Where are you in terms of his development from from the off the puck and defensive standpoint? Yeah, and that's gonna, it's going to be a, a, a challenge for every young player, you know. And at every level that they go up, they have to understand that they're not going to be able to get away with what they got away with the year, the, the level before. And it's no different from a player that leaves college or junior that goes to the American League. And they say, you know, they go behind the net and they're in the offensive zone. They throw a puck up blindly behind the net. Well, I did that last year. Well, you can't do that this year because, you know, and then you go to the next level. You do it against Edmonton. You give McDavid that kind of time. Guess what? You're going to pick it out of your net and you're going to be sitting on the bench. So it's one of those processes. He is definitely 
paid attention to the details of the game. You know, we've asked him to um, be more responsible defensively, be on the right side of the puck, be that guy that supports him underneath the puck as opposed to being above the puck, as well as face-offs. You know, he's really digging in and, and, and trying to become better at that part of the game because if you're going to play center in the National Hockey League, you got to bear down on those details. How much does it help him in terms of playing at the program because at the program, you're afforded to play against college players and junior teams in obviously in Canada or, or in the U.S. and U.S. national you know, USHL or you know North American Hockey League. You're not afforded that. How much does that help him recognize? Oh, this is what I'm in for. I better be mentally prepared for this. It's and it's a different game. I, I hate to say that, but it is. You go watch. I just I watched two OHL games back to back, and then you go watch a college game, and the intensity is totally different. Right. The junior kids are playing 60, 70 games a year, whereas the college kids are playing 30, 35. So the intensity is different. And I, I for for young players, I it, it, it doesn't some players, it's better to be in that one situation. And some players, it's better to be in another. And for Will, having the opportunity to play, you know, college hockey, play it at a high, a, a very good program uh, tradition. Um, they have a good team again this year. Uh, but also to have to play that high intensity every single night of every game that you play um, only is going to enhance his um, his development. Let's talk about Quentin Musty, your other first round pick this year as well. And big strapping kid, 6'2", well over 200 pounds. And I wouldn't want to pay that kid's grocery bill. Thoughts on, you know, he had a, an excellent offensive season last year for Sudbury. And this year seems to be obviously no different. He already has 23 points in 14 games. So, Points are not going to be an issue for him as he transitions through. He seems to be a player that finds ways to get points because he plays in those greasy areas. What are the other parts of his game that you want to see him continue to develop, knowing that when he makes that transition to the American Hockey League, that yes, you're going to be probably a big and strong kid, but there's some other areas that you're going to have to you know, improve upon so that you can use those skills effectively. Yeah, I just saw him back-to-back games. I, I saw him on Sunday in Oshawa. Um, he had a, a very good game. He had two goals and an assist. And then I saw him last night again against Peterborough and where they lost 5-3, but he had a goal uh, net front. And you're right. Q has all the offensive instincts, all the offensive uh, talent in the world, uh, has a great shot. He's got great vision. Um, he can play a big man's game when he wants to. And that would be the one thing that I talked to him about it on Saturday night after two goals and an assist. I said, I need you to be more competitive. I need you to compete harder every shift, not just when your team has the puck or when you're going offensively. And, and he understands it. He does. He gets it. It's just that a lot of times when you're in a junior environment like him and they're lined with Dvorsky and Goyette, uh, they're responsible for the offense for Sudbury. And they're going to play 25-plus minutes every night. So what I've said to him is that I'm not expecting it every shift. I'm not expecting you to go through the wall every every shift against, you know, when you're playing. But I need to see some of it. And, you know, last night I saw two examples where, you know, he got mad, where things weren't going their way, and he, you know, went out and made an impact uh, physically. So it's one of those things where when he turns pro, eventually, you know what, he's going to have to find ways that, I'm not going to score every night. I'm probably not. Very, very few players do. But how do I make a contribution so that I can help my team have a chance to win the game? From a development perspective, how do you deal with a player who has a bit of an off-on switch? 
I think it's just the message has to be consistent. You know, I, I have a I have a great staff that I work with. Uh, Tommy Wingles is uh, with us, Lucas Spiza, and we're out seeing these kids con- uh, constantly. I mean, um, and the message has to be the same. You know, I'm I'm gonna have a Zoom call with Q here later on, and and we're gonna talk about the same things that that uh, we talked about the after the game on Saturday and Sunday. Um, it's just about consistency so that they understand that. It doesn't change from person to person or game to game, um, you know, to, to play in the national hockey, to be a, a top player on your team, you have to come to play every night. You can't take a night or a period or a shift. You can't take it off. Like this is the, this is the best league in the world and every level they go up. That's where they learn that process. You know, the next step is the American hockey league. And how do you navigate a game in late December where You've been traveling and you, you have to, you know, play a game in, in the afternoon. you got to find a way to get your game ready, get your body uh, up so that you can help your team have a chance to win. Is that just a matter of explaining to them is like, don't worry about the results. This is all process oriented. And I know you get you can get kind of beat the drum over and over again, but sometimes you can get caught looking at what the potential results are, which you know, takes away from you actually focusing on the things you need to do in the process to get those results. That'll just come anyway. Yeah. I mean, right now for, for some, a lot of these players, it's about points, right? They, they think that I put, you know, put up three, four points a game or two points a game. I'm doing my job. And, th- and that's not wrong. That part of it is important. Um, but we talk about being hard to play against. What is being hard to play against? It might be blocking a shot. It might be getting on the puck first. It might be tracking back after a turnover. It might be shortening your shift because you're tired. Whatever it is, that might be hard. We want players that are hard to play against, and it's not just about going out and crushing a guy against the boards or you know, putting up four points every night. There's, there's so many details of the game that can make you hard to play against and make you a valuable por- par- person uh, on, in our organization. We're going to take a short break on Hockey Prospect Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back right after this. Every play, every stat, every breakdown. On their own, they're essential. But all together, they're undeniable. Introducing Huddle Instat, a new advanced data platform that integrates with sports code and every Huddle product you rely on to create an all-in-one data powerhouse. Huddle Instat's advanced tagging and next-level stat reports help you develop your team, and its global film library helps you find the missing piece to get the most out of every second of film. Visit huddle.com backslash HPR to learn more. The Junior Prospect Hockey League is Western Canada's newest elite developmental stream for student-athletes looking to take their game and studies to the next level. The JPHL features professional coaches and skill development coaches, along with comprehensive practice, game, and academic schedule, allowing athletes to be successful in a more cost-effective model compared to similar hockey and school programs. To learn more and see why the JPHL is the ideal choice for your student-athlete and family, visit JuniorProspectHockeyLeague.com. Fractal Hockey Consulting. Everything we do, we believe in challenging the status quo in hockey. We believe in thinking differently. We provide interdisciplinary solutions that are personally designed, simple to use, and user-friendly. Through an integrated series of best business practices, and we design solutions for both hockey operations and hockey business operations. Contact us at fractalhockey.com. 
Outside Edge has built a reputation for guiding hockey players toward their potential and provides on- and off-ice development programs for hockey players. Outside Edge Hockey Development operates all programs on the philosophy of quality over quantity. Our strength, skills, and mental coaches understand the demands of the game and use this knowledge to develop strength, speed, and energy systems so our athletes can reach their potential. The Outside Edge programming features KPI-based strength and conditioning programs, skating, and skill development sessions for pro, junior, midget, phantom, and peewee. Contact us today at outsideedge.ca.